It's October 23rd, and this is the Cream City Pacers Weekly Rundown. Hello, all you beautiful runners out there. How are you all doing today? I tell you what, I have not run in exactly a week since this is Friday. If you're listening, this is a timely podcast, so you have to listen to it on Friday. Um, Last Friday, listen to this story. You guys aren't going to believe it. This is like straight from a movie. I was with the girls and Christina. We were over in the woods across the street from our house, and there was like a big tree that fell down, and they were trying to walk on it, and they kept like we were holding their hands and they kept kind of like slipping off. And I was like, all right, everyone off. Let me show you how the pro does it. Dad has it. And I jumped on it like a balance beam. Like I was a gymnast and I was like, you know, I walked to the end and then at the end I like jumped off like a gymnast would do. But instead of it being graceful, I landed on like a four inch stump of a tree that was cut down and rolled my ankle viciously. Like my ankle is still black and blue today it's a week later i have barely walked on my ankle but i, I can walk on it now but how embarrassing so that is Very uh embarrassing. just remember i'm not invincible anymore at the ripe age of 30 years old <laughs> super funny anyways Apostoli, good to talk to you how are you i am doing well i'm sorry you're having quite the week your phone yeah, and is my f- busted <laughs> My phone doesn't work. I don't. So if you're trying to get a hold of me, which I know the Cream City Pacer Nation is always trying to text me, uh, you can't because it's frozen. And I could go to the Apple Store, but I can't walk. So, gee, what a hard life I live. Well, didn't you quit? Didn't you quit the social media a few weeks ago? So, what do you need a phone for, anyways? That's a good question. That is a good question. Texting people, emails. Um. I did re-download Strava so I could upload my marathon time. So Strava's back on. So I kind of look at Strava here and there. It's a gateway. It's a gateway drug. Just give me a hit of those runs. I need to see what all our friends are doing. And then um, I, I'm a big fantasy football guy. So I just do that from my phone. Otherwise, it's great. It's great. I don't even need my phone. People can't even get a hold of me. It feels good. It feels great. Like mm, my phone's dead. Sorry. Anyways, I should get that fixed. Um, You guys, we have a great show for you today. Like we try to have a great show for you every week. Um, Abasoli and I are going to have some great banter here, I hope. I kind of want to get an update from you on how your marathon training's been going. I think you're about two weeks in. I had this really cool goal, uh, which we'll talk about before I rolled my ankle. So I'm going to have to reset that goal once I'm healed. And then uh, we're bringing Matt Tholon, the owner of Thunderdome Running. This has been a long time coming. You know, Matt was our coach for our 16-week training program for the Lakefront Marathon, and I'm really looking forward to our conversation with him, uh, kind of getting to know him. Hopefully we'll talk about uh, what it's like kind of coaching, especially this year. It's like looks totally different. Um, and then he's going to – we have some questions for him, but I have – I told him he can ask us questions, uh, which should be pretty cool. So I'm really excited. Matt's a great guy. Um, if you guys know Matt, you guys are going to love this conversation. If you haven't heard of Matt, you're going to you're gonna love the conversation. So it's like a win-win no matter what, I think. So 
uh, that'll be great. Abastoli, you got anything to add to that? What else? What, what do you want to talk about today? I'll just quickly say, because you asked about marathon running, I'm feeling great. I'm making sure that this is a priority. I got three priorities right now. Uh, one is my personal relationship with my fiance, Maria. Okay. Second priority is sleep. I'm, I'm putting a, a big priority on sleep. Then it is running. I have woken up sometimes a little bit late after a full night's sleep without an alarm clock, and I'm already late for work. Thankfully, I, I do own my own business, and I, I am able with a great team to go in a little bit later. And I said, I am going to go out on a run. And people will call me and say, there's an emergency, or there's this and that. I said, nope, I have to do this run. My performance, and my productivity at work is beyond what it has been. So we, we have been talking about uh, setting that, you know, just making sure that running is a priority. And I want to talk about those results as we go. And other than that, it's just a great training plan with Matt. I'm just doing whatever he gave me back in June. <laughs> but what did you want to add anything to that? If not, I do have one more thing to talk about. And then we can go into this interview with Matt. Uh, I just wanted to see what, what, what are big numbers for sleep now for you? Like how many hours of sleep are you getting? <laughs> That's a good point. Um, it, sometimes good point. It, sometimes just, it is six. Sometimes it is six. Uh, I, I know you're making a point because I'm going to say something that is ridiculous. Six hours. I wasn't making six a hours. point. I was literally just asking you a question. I don't even okay. know. I'm trying to do math in my head how much I sleep. Seven, seven and a half hours is my optimal. Uh, seven and a half hours because it is... Uh, my my cycle is going 90 minutes. Most people is about approximately 90 minutes. So that is uh, five cycles, right? Five cycles of 90 minutes each uh, where, where I go through all the phases. So I'm happy with that. If I go and take an afternoon nap, it's going to be one and a half hour. If I don't set an alarm clock, it's one and a half hour by itself. Um, so seven and a half hours is my my golden, golden... Uh, golden time what about yours i i so i I'm, right now i'm anywhere between seven and eight so here's the deal since i cut out social media i'm like sitting up less just like looking at my phone since i don't have a lot to look at so i'm just kind of going to bed mm-hmm. um or reading more and then reading just puts me right to sleep so that, that's that been actually really nice the one thing is with kids it's like they wake up at the same time every day, no matter what. And it's like, so it's just kind of like, if I stay up late, I still got to wake up at the same time. So <laughs> for everyone with kids out there, you know what I'm talking about. Apostoli, someday, yes. I guess. Someday, you'll figure it out. Someday, yes, hopefully. Um, great. Uh, one thing I did want to mention, I did receive a uh, text message today from a friend over at Anodyne. Okay, and for everybody that follows the show, a few weeks ago we had Matt McClutchy, who is the owner and founder of um, Anodyne Coffee Roasters, uh, started here in Milwaukee, and amazing coffee, one of the best coffees in Milwaukee. That's one I'm enjoying at home right now. Not, They're not a sponsor of the show, but I need to read this, Alex. I think you will appreciate that. I love when you read fan mail that's not directed to the podcast, but just in general. Okay. (laughs) Ethiopia Masha Natural. 
You might not know it, but our fearless leader and the owner of Anodyne is a big runner and an all-around running fan. Matt, aka the boss man, has done countless marathons and even as recently as last month ran rim to rim at the Grand Canyon all in one day something like 40 miles. Matt had heard about a coffee farm in Ethiopia that is owned and operated by now-retired Olympic runner Haley. Oof, that's going to be a hard one for me to read. Haley Gerberslassi. Gerberslassi. Uh, sh- I shouldn't know how to say this. Do you know who you, I'm talking about? You should probably well, have me say it since I'm okay. good with names. <laughs> yes. Okay. Haley, we'll just call him Haley. Haley is a two-time Olympic champ, a four-time world champ, and currently holds 27 world records in fastest times from the 1500 meter up to the marathon. Considered by many to be the greatest of all time of long distance running, Hale is also a very inspirational figure in his community and does many things to help the local people of Ethiopia. We did a little digging and were able to find a fresh arrival from Hale's farm and we were happy to now be able to offer it to you. Hale's farm, Masha Woreda Yepo Village is located on land that was given to him by the government for his Olympic achievements while representing his home country of Ethiopia. The farm is certified organic and has a, as well a Rainforest Alliance certification. Hale holds coffee growing to the same standard of excellence as being an all-around Olympian. Discipline, hard work, and commitment are key to his life philosophy, and he applies these standards to running as well as growing coffee. Hale is involved in many social and economic programs in his community, such as organizing a race in Ethiopia called Girls Run, encouraging and empowering young women through sports, as well as having founded a 10K race around Addis Ababa called the Great Ethiopian Run, the largest organized running event in Africa. The tasting notes we find for this coffee are blueberry, milk chocolate, and honey graham. It is sweet and smooth with a nice crisp acidity and creamy body available now. Not sponsored content, but we love coffee and we love running. And I needed you to hear this because I am just stoked. I don't care if this guy's from Ethiopia. I want him on the podcast. That is... I have so many warm and fuzzy feelings. So did they, is this like, did they just email you this or is this like, so basically this this is probably, this is their marketing, but look at this entire write up. It, can you send, they have, they have so much passion for what they do over it. Can you Um, send that to me right now? And it starts, it starts at the head, right? You, you, I'll send it to you right now. And, you know, Matt was on the show, and even the way that he likes to drink his coffee says a lot about his attention to detail and um, you know, just his all-around passion for anything, really, not just coffee. So kudos to them, man. And thank you to Stephen, who sent this over to me. He says he's going to bring me a pound or two. Maybe you'll stop drinking decaf for a, for a couple of days. I'll give you a little bit, Alex. Do people know? Have I told Cream City Pacer Nation? I don't think you did. I've been off caffeine. Uh, I've been drinking decaf coffee for the last, I think it's been a month now. And let me tell you what. I got off coffee 
because I was I just love coffee, so I just drink it all day, and then like I just wired at night and tweaking out. Like that's been one thing that's helped me sleep is like my sleep is better now. I like can literally just go to bed at ten o'clock if I need to instead of it being like midnight and I'm tweaking out on coffee still. <laughs> and you can drink it all day. So decaf coffee is amazing, and I haven't regretted it because I still get the wonderful flavors of coffee. The one thing with decaf is there's only so many versions of it when you go to a coffee shop, right? Whereas the normal caffeinated coffee. There's tons of different kinds. So I'm drinking nice. decaf, people. Whose decaf are you drinking real quick? Real quick ones now here, there. It's a uh, Toro decaf from Colectivo. Nice. Yeah, I've tried all their stuff. It's just, They're just down the street from our house, so it's like the easiest. But I'm going to need to pick up some of this coffee from you because this sounds amazing. <laughs> I know. I can't wait. Yeah, do we need we need to just sell it. It needs to be like the Cream City Pacer coffee beans. All right, anyways, too much about coffee. Um, I had something else to say, but you just got me thinking with that huge rant about coffee. And now I can't think. Oh, yes. Remember I told you a couple minutes ago at the start of the show that I, I had a, a new goal in mind the rest of the year. Okay. So my goal before I rolled my ankle was to do uh, one Peloton activity a day through the rest the of the peloton year. App. okay yeah so bringing back our sponsors of the peloton uh so whether that be a workout or yoga or mindfulness meditation i think that t- why i want to do it is a like i'm kind of sick of running so it's getting cold i just got done with the marathon right looking for something else and it's a good way for me to do like the things i'm never i'm not good at right like stretching or meditating or mindfulness stuff or workout activity so if i had to do something a day it makes me like plan like okay let me see what i can do here or there so i was doing that for a week rolled my ankle i haven't done any activities kind of been a bum so yeah because you need your ankle week, to do mindfulness right y- yep yep Man, I am full of excuses. We 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 can't have excuses anymore. Let's talk to Matt about that. Yeah, let's 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 talk to Matt. Let's talk to Matt. Okay, it was fun catching up with you. You guys are amazing. Uh, let's get into our conversation with Matt. Here we go, you guys. This episode has been a long time coming since we started training for the Lakefront Marathon. What was that like back in June? Uh, but today I would like to welcome our guest, Matt Thull. He is a legend, a local running legend. And if you show up to a race and Matt is in the race, you get a little nervous because you're like, I don't know if I'm going to win it because Matt's here. Uh, And more importantly, he is the owner and you are my trainer of Thunderdome Running. Matt, welcome to the Cream City Pacers. Thank you for having me. And it's finally awesome to see you both. Uh, My two favorite... um running clients of late. I have lots of favorites, but you two are my favorite right now. And hey, it's nice to know as well that if I am at a race, I'm already in everybody's head because sometimes I'm not the most fit. So that that helps me out nice. Thank you for that. Yeah. So Matt, I like before I knew you because Apostoli used you to train for your degree when you did your marathon in Greece, right Apostoli? Mm, No, it was the marathon after which I never yeah. did. So, okay. <laughs> never Anyways. completed. Anyway, who would have thought? <clears throat> gotcha. Not, okay, Matt's, so, not Matt's fault. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Okay. So, 
Matt, every time I was like, people were listening to the show and they're like, oh, Matt, you like, you're Matt's your coach. There's always an epic story behind it. Like, oh, yeah, Matt coached me like five years ago when I PR'd. Or I have a friend who I'm from Fond du Lac, so he ran cross country. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, Matt, uh, I know Matt from cross country in high school. He was like a coach at some other school. And I was, and he lives in Philadelphia. So, like, you're a legend literally everywhere. Oh, so my God. Just wanted to put you up on a pedestal real quick before we jump in but um we have a surprise for you also at the end of this episode or at one point apostoli has an announcement to make and i think it's going to be music to your ears uh so i we won't give it away yet All but right. um apostoli i'll let you go first with your question here cool anybody that has been listening to the to the show since you started sponsoring us can hear what anytime alex says the word thunderdome um, the first time that he mentions Thunderdome at every episode, uh, it it makes a I have put in a thunder uh, audio every, every at every single episode. Now, but I just did that without even asking you, and I want to hear the story, and I'm sure many people want to hear the story of what is up with that name because <laughs> you're it, like it's thunderdome and obviously your last name is thal so thu is from that possibly but then you have the domes does that relate to milwaukee we'd love to hear Whoa. where is that <laughs> where is that coming from you episode, you should have been in on the planning meeting of, of picking this name um mm-hmm. no but really uh, we you know with any with your business, you're, you're trying to come up with a catchy name or something clever, and, and, it, and it's speaking to your story, too. Like, oh, that would be, that's linked to that. But the reality is my wife has a business, and I, I thought I could turn to her for some good, uh, you know, like marketing, creative creative name. Uh, I am not creative. Um, so then it came down to, like, the, the final hour, and, and I'm like we still don't have a name. And, and my wife is like, this has got to start. You got to start this. So I, um, so then, so then if you're a movie person and you've seen Mad Max beyond Thunderdome, um, it's just like this, you know, it's this crazy epic two people enter this circle, one person leaves kind of thing. And I'm like, Hey, that kind of, uh, that reminds me of some running workouts I've done. So, um, <laughs> so, so it was like, um, it was a combination of the, the Mad Max beyond Thunderdome. And then my favorite, uh, group is ACDC. And I'm like, well, Hey, Thunderstruck, that sounds good. Let's, let's put them mm. together. Um, and then one of my former runners that I was um, coaching at the time, uh, was like an art major in school. So he came up with the, came up with the dome, uh, for the shirts and the merchandise. So it just kind of all fit, but it was, it was like a year in the making. And then it was two days to nail it down. Finally, when we said there, that's enough of this, we need to just, so it's kind of clever, but, but not clever. And everybody kind of thinks it's, it's like, like a hardcore coaching running group. And I kind of like that vibe a little bit. Um, but obviously if, if you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm not like that, but I like to have kind of that, uh, intimidating, intimidating side of it. Like we don't, we don't mess around kind of thing, just like the movie. Oh. And, and, well, you, and, I mean, I've, I've seen some of the workouts. <laughs> yes. You don't mess you around. Don't mess so around. I would, <laughs> I do say that, uh, that does tie in. Well. That's good. So, um, obviously I cut you off there. Go ahead. Oh you, no, exactly what I was, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. You don't mess around when it comes to your workouts. I'm yeah. Uh, I was just looking over the, the, the training plans again. And, um, 
yeah, I think one of the workouts was a page and a half, just about <laughs> of a letter, letter of a letter. Uh, and it, it was detailed to me. It was actually talking straight to me. It was actually custom made, which I truly appreciated. And the thing yeah. that you say about choosing a name, Alex, I don't know if we ever talked about it on the air, how long it took us to come oh, up with this I, name. And uh, so we completely, completely okay. feel you. It was the same thing. It's like we want to start this podcast. And what was hanging us up was what is the name of it and what's the logo going to be? Like you yeah. have to have like you kind of have to have that. But like at the same time, you don't need to put in as many hours as we did to come up with the Cream City Pacers and our logo. Uh, but of course we did like. I'm not an artist. Apostoli's not an artist. And we would sit there and send drawings back and forth. And we're like, why don't we just ask someone who does this for a living to do it in a, in a day? Yep. Uh, so I feel like we went through the same thing. So kind of take us back. As you said, it took you a while, you know, to get started. When did you start Thunderdome running? So like as, as a, like a legitimate tax paying business, um, like 10 years ago, um, it's about the 10th anniversary this year, this crazy year as we're going through here. Um, but before that, I had always coached um, once I got out of college, uh, high school, um, kind of like random marathon runners, 5K runners, um, and, and just putting together plans and uh, kind of the same like with you with you and Apostoli, like uh, not seeing the people. So it was kind of laying the tracks on like, how, how do you actually do, you know, coach like that when you don't see the people? And then the other side of it was like, and, and, and maybe you guys, you know, through your businesses and, and, and stuff have the same thing. It's like, well, who's actually going to buy this or listen to me? That was like a five-year hang-up. It's like there's all these books out there and all this information out there um, that anybody can get this. So you so then at that point, I had to decide, like, how do you set yourself, you know, like Apostoli said, the, the one-page, the, the, the specific workout for him kind of things, like that was where it kind of was like, well, I have – hopefully a unique look at workouts and can describe them through email, not standing there with a stopwatch. So then when I finally, you know, like my wife pushed me into that, she's like, just trust that you actually know stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, I know stuff kind of thing. Um, and, and that's how it started. It started with it started with one client, you know, it started with one person writing me a check. Um, and, and then, like I said, legitimate business um, about 10 years ago. But I just thought, you know, you, you always question yourself because what do, what do you know that someone else doesn't know in the same position, profession, and things like that? But then uh, you just got to just dive in. Who cares? See what happens. No, for sure. I think that's, I think that's some good advice. No matter what it is in life, it's, it, it's, it's that mentality of questioning yourself, questioning yourself, not doing it. So before we really jump into some good questions I know Apostoli wants to get to, You've coached in person and you coach virtual. What it seems like a, a very different concept. Are there similarities or are they completely different things? That's a that's a good that's a good point. And and like with my virtual clients, uh, they're telling me things sometimes that they want me to hear and like, and I have to play like running detective and figure out more of what's going on. So so the online work is 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 a little bit more like probing and prodding to get information on top of the running, like the stats or, or why are you missing these days of running or why are you tired or why are you being a wimp every time halfway through certain things? So, um, 
But when you're right there with a person or running next to a person with a client, uh, you know, at Hart Park on the track in Wauwatosa, it's it's like you can see that they're almost like ready to cry and they're working hard and you know that they're a good client. Um, so that's how I, that's how I can, you know, I can kind of dis- distinguish between like, Oh, this guy's a, he, he's a tough guy or he's a, he's, this is a tough woman here that I'm running with. I don't always get that through the email unless I sometimes get a little, you know, I dig in a little deeper and it's a little bit back and forth. And, and I have my clients that I've had for five years and I, and I know what buttons to push on them and finding out what's going on. Uh, but uh, I can, when I'm running, when I, when I do a workout with you two, I can see your tears and I can like, I can see that you're hurting and, and, and that's, that's actually easier to do. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So, Matt, speaking of, uh, you mentioned wimps, um, <laughs> and I can't help but think about Alex. So, <laughs> jokes aside, uh, you know, we mentioned earlier that I've been I've trained with you twice, and I had to drop out of the uh, training uh, both of those times, and. Uh, and Alex did make it through. He had a very successful race, considering all things considered. He has, he's a father. He's he's a very busy mm-hmm. man. It was a terribly humid summer, uh, and he managed actually to PR. It was a PR. Uh, he won't admit well, it. it. Was a, well, uh, it, well, it, the other uh, one where d- you think you PR'd was not an official race because it was the twenty seventeen um, marathon, Milwaukee marathon, right? So. It, technically, it is a PR, right? Anyway, I won't I won't go into details about that. But Matt, yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit. It was a successful for for Alex. He had a great time training with you. I have a great time training with you every time until it falls apart. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit if we can get into failures, uh, failures from from every angle. How do you deal with failures of your clients? And, and how do you how do you take it? And we can go into details about what happened in my cases. No, and and that's a good question because like you guys both know it. Like running running is ruthless. When it's going well, it's awesome. And when life happens, it's like you don't even want to put your shoes on and go out there at that point. So um, there is that middle. And we've talked about how hard the workouts are and the training and all of that, but like there has to be the balance between like I can I can hear what's happening in in my clients' lives via e- I, or text, you know, um, I can hear what's happening there, and then you just kind of got to be like a little more like I coach I coach high school kids, so like I kind of know the to have the balance of like okay, now is not the time to tell them that they, you know, that they're wimping out or, or whatever is happening or things are falling off the rails. Um, and, and then really we, we, sometimes we just take a, take a one week break from each other. We just get away from each other. Um, no emails, no anything you regroup. Um, but if that person comes back, hopefully you, Epistola, you come back, um, we can set the track, you know, slowly to build back up. Because once someone has that so-called failure and then falls off and then is coming back to you, like, usually if they come back, I can keep them and you can get them going in the right direction again. again. Because, like... Again, running is just, it's, it's crazy hard. It, it's awesome when you're doing it, but when you're not, it's just like you don't even want to, 
you don't even want to deal with it. Um, and, and, and in my business, obviously I don't get paid if people are, are not training. So, but I have no worries with, with sending someone away for a month to regroup, um, and then get back down to business again. It's such a vicious, such a vicious cycle. And in my case, uh, at least it's, I'm a pri- it always comes down to prioritizing work or work basically forcing certain things on me as priorities, right? Like whether right. it is somebody calling into work and now we're short and I have to jump in the kitchen uh, or whatever it may be. Uh, part of my brain feels like I'm making excuses uh, or finding things to say, well, I really don't want to go out for this run. And here's this great, great opportunity mm-hmm. to say, well, I'm in California and it's very smoky out there, right? I did, you, get, you did get that text from me. I heard that um, one. <laughs> towards the end. Um, but a lot of it is going down that rabbit hole in your mind of failure after failure after failure. And then say, well, I'll catch up. I'll catch up. I'll catch up on this run. I'll switch it to two days from now and I'll switch it. To, yeah. I'll do the easy run today. And, and then you look back, you're like, there's no way I'm catching up. And then there's that depression of like, screw it. I am completely quitting. But it's such a vicious cycle, as I said, because running is what typically like setting here's the surprise that alex was talking about uh oh it's coming right now yeah it's coming right now <laughs> it's not that big of a surprise you could probably guess it because he, he, you kind of gave it away i i restarted the training plan <laughs> i restarted the marathon training plan uh two and a half weeks ago and it's going great because and i set two weeks ago we had jeremy foyet a uh, great episode. He's the uh, co-founder of Milwaukee and just an all-around very Milwaukee representative person, uh, tech entrepreneur. And he just started running recently. He's lost 30, 40 pounds and wow. he's really into this. And one thing that he did say that I had kind of, kind of forgotten because I used to do it myself is set, a, set running as a priority around work instead of work around uh, set set your work around running instead of running around your work schedule. Right. And I said, well, let me try that out because I used to do that. And it, it I'm having incredible results, yeah. Matt. And, and I'm thinking, well, this is a solution. I'm not only having incredible results as a runner. I am doing a lot better. I'm performing a lot better at work. My mind and my psychology is way up compared yeah. to like what it um, typically is if I don't run or if I skip a run. Um, so yeah, not, not sure where I'm trying to go, but uh, basically if anybody's stuck in that rut right now, uh, I feel like maybe a lot of people are stuck in that rut and we'd like to get that message out. So have you seen that that's a trend right now with, with running because of all the all the all the negative psychology that is out there with everything elections yeah. covid yeah everybody's mad um and and sad at the same time um but it but it is and and I see it through I even see it on the high school level like younger runners student athletes and and with adults like it's either one side or the other like they're totally out of it and not running at all or they have upped their game like a hundred a hundredfold and now they're like 
even better runners than they were in 2019. So it, it's it's a weird it's a weird balance, um, and I've been having. To be honest, I've been having more emails and inquiries from like new runners. So people have mm. have have needed an, a positive outlet um, to, to to lose weight from sitting around so much during this, or just to like a stress relief, um, and kind of like you're doing epistole, like we, it's a it's a it's baby sets to steps to begin, but like once. And you're seeing it too now. You're two weeks in and you're like, hey, can I have more of this? Can we do more of this? A lot of people don't get past the first, obviously, the first couple of weeks, like a lot of things. But um, I've seen an uptick in um, people who are not runners becoming runners and runners who are runners already going way sky high, you know, on, on what their goals are and, and what may happen in 2021. So it's been a weird this running thing is just, it's not going to go away and thank God it's not, right? Like it's the only thing that you can kind of control at this point. And that's the way that we're, that's, we're all kind of looking at it on, on, this, on this Thunderdome team. So how does one, and Alex, I'll, I'll give the, the mic back to you, but real quick, you, you've been coaching, Matt. You don't just coach, guy, coach guys like us, right? We're four-hour marathoners. We're, we're, it's not a priority. We try to make it a priority, but you you have coached a lot of uh, pros, from what we understand. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. And how how do they deal with um, with failure? And I was just listening to a podcast that Alex suggested. Um, it's actually Joe Rogan interviewing David Choi. Uh, very insane podcast. I'm not trying to plug it now because <laughs> anybody might listen to it and say, "Whoa, what are you listening to, Alex?" And it's a cra- it's, it's it's a, a crazy episode. Like you have to have a little bit of crazy <laughs> in you if you want to listen to that three hour talk. But it's like it's it's crazy. It's jarring it's in good and bad ways. Sorry, I'm only half an hour in, and it's already <laughs> quite jarring. But one of the things that he does say now, David Cho, just for everybody that doesn't know him, uh, he's a very accomplished artist. Uh, and creator and he's a MMA as he called himself he's a mixed uh, mixed media artist and what he what he did mention is that comfort is the killer of creativity or something along those lines and I tend to think that way in business as well that if I'm not knocking myself down if I'm not telling myself you're worthless you got the worst restaurant in the city you should be ashamed of yourself I am not advancing um, and so whenever, any, every time I fail, I take it very hard and that's where it's hard to pick back up and right. continue the training plan. So trying to take it back to uh, training, is there a mindset in those pros that you have seen that we can take a little piece of, of how do they deal with like that's... falling off the, falling off the rails? That's a good, that's a, because I'm, I'm witness to, like you mentioned, like all, all, all ages, all abilities, all goals. And it's exactly what you said about business. A lot of the pro runners have way more failures than you and I and Alex. Like they have way more, but they just have that mindset that they will have a professional runner or like a really good, a state champion high school runner will have more failures in exchange for that one or two big hits they they and and that and that's what you said it's it's the mindset that they can pull themselves back up maybe maybe normal runners 
don't have as high of a tolerance of that. You know, once you're going down, you're going down. But there are so many professional runners that pull the, you know, pull the plug on a workout and they do it the next day and they, they, they conquer it. Um, whereas us three here, we'll, we'll just keep hammering that workout and, and we'll finish it. But like, maybe it would have been better to do it two days later. So they have like this keen sense. Mm. They have this keen sense of, you know what, on the warm up, it's not my day. I am more mentally tough than the normal person, supposedly. So I'll do this in two days and I will not lose any sleep over it. So they, they ride the roller coaster, but they crash way more than we do. And that, and that's what I'm most impressed by because those guys are doing the toughest stuff. They're doing the best training. Um, but you'll find that th- their emails are like more, um, they're one-liners. They're like, I didn't do the workout today. I'm crushing it tomorrow. Boom, done. That's that's how it is. So it's it's kind of entertaining at the same time because you know you guys have had John Dewitt on here, and I've I've been around. Yeah. Uh, I've I've followed John's running for a long time, and he um, he has paid his dues too. But like they pay their dues, and they have way more failures than ups. But once they get up, it, they it, they never want to go back. So they, they keep having those low times and, and stopping workouts and 150 mile weeks that make them feel so tired, but it's worth it for that one thing. For us normal people, we need about 10 things to be working towards, I think, sometimes to keep us happy and entertained and because uh, it's just a different mentality. That That's a really, that's a different mentality to have because I think like you said, like I'll keep grinding. Like I'm out here. It's my workout day. Yes. Like I, tomorrow, I don't, I, I don't know. It, no, it's today. I'm already out here and you kind of do it. And I was even thinking when you were explaining that where it's like, you know, maybe if I did do this tomorrow and I would have had a better, like I would have ate better or slept better. I'll probably be able to do this run faster, but it is what it is. So mm-hmm. like I'm out here where these guys, like you said, are either dropping out, doing some of it, quitting and then doing it even better tomorrow. And that's yep. just like, that's the determination you need, I guess, for that. So I mean, that makes them elite runners. <clears throat> what else for people looking to take the jump? So I don't, I don't know a lot of elite runners, but like my wife this summer, she, I mean, she was like a, like, I think her PR was like 327 and she all summer, I mean, absolutely crushed it like 60 mile week. She ran a marathon before the marathon. I was just like watching her journey become like in my mind, this elite runner was nuts. And she ran a three Oh eight. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I absolutely crushed it. And to me, I've been having the conversation like with her and other people of like, what, what are the steps you need to take to become like that next step up in your running? And it's, not even like you're running, like if I wanted to step up like a 345, like that's good. But like going to that elite level where, you know, we have a couple of friends who've tried to qualify for the Olympic yeah. trials. It's like, what, what, what is that step? Is that like more miles? Like, okay, now it's time to put on the big boy pants, big girl <laughs> pants. And like, we got to start running hundred mile yeah. weeks. Cause you look at the pros on Strava and they're all running like hundred mile weeks when they're peaking and then coming down at like an 80 mile week and then PRing and it's like well that's just crazy so what like what have you seen runners really needing to take to get to that next level that way yeah that's a good and a lot of times it does go back to mileage Uh, it it, mileage is not the end you know not the not the not the golden ticket for everything but it does tend to be mileage Uh, you 
you have like this bay this this list of this this grocery grocery list of things that like we all do well already like we run five days a week or four days a week and we do yoga and we do those things um but mm-hmm. but the next step people and i see it in high school or or somebody trying to get their boston qualifier and olympic trials time like they have that grocery list of things they do already and then the other side of it that they want to change and improve on it's like 10 more things so it's like mileage it's like um it's it's getting a workout partner like it's all these things that are 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 it's not just one thing but it's like upping your game in so many different areas that it's almost like you cannot fail you have more running friends so you don't so you don't miss runs or you go to pilates or yoga because you don't ever want to get hurt again and then oh yeah by the way you hired Thunderdome running to write your plan Mm -hmm. and then and then you know you're doing harder workouts or you're doing more personalized things and Mm -hmm. I think it's awesome your wife did that Alex because that's like a hard many of I've seen it with my clients like they like we work together for a year or two and then all of a sudden that same thing that you mentioned clicks and then it's like what I don't even know this runner anymore like all of a sudden they're they're doing more things to be a better runner and it's almost I tell a lot of people like it's almost easier to train at a higher level doing more stuff because you don't have as many excuses, if that makes sense. Like you've made this commitment to be a better runner and running more miles and whatever it is. And then it's like when when I run 30 miles a week, I have 100 excuses. When I would run 130 miles a week, I would never miss a run or a minute of anything. Why is that? <laughs> Um, but it's just such a different, it's just a different mindset. And when you all of a sudden mm-hmm. go bigger and, and better, you, it's like easier. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense to anybody, but it, but it, but it, but it's true. Yeah. It, it almost just adds to your routine. Yeah. Like you're just becoming a better version of yourself and it happens to be through running. Like we all want to stop bad habits, but now you're just building better habits. So I, that, that makes sense. I never really thought of it that plain and simple. Cause yeah. it's always like. It literally is 10 more things, right? Yeah, it is a lot more. Like, and that's the case, and that's the truth. And if you want that to happen, you need to start doing it. And that's plain and simple. <laughs> like, how many right. times do I say I need to active recover or I need to do strength days? And then you don't do strength day because you're tired from running yeah. the day before. Yeah. But, like, that that kind of keeps you the same. So yeah. I, I guess you did I, – I don't remember the question, but I asked you something about, like, I was, I was, I I got in a funk during our, I don't want to like talk all about my training or we can talk about it at one point, but like it was super humid and I was getting crushed on my long runs. I literally just wasn't finishing runs. Like I've never really had that happen before, but it would be like, oh wow, 80 degrees at 7am and 95% (laughs) humidity. This is fun. And then I wouldn't want to run on Monday and then, or like Sunday, right. And then Monday comes around and then like Tuesday I'm struggling. And I, I think I asked you something like how to get over this. And you're like, you, you gotta run, you gotta just run. Like you gotta run every day. You gotta just start getting out there. Yeah. And you, it's like, you brought that up where it's, there's more excuses if you're not running as many miles than if you know, you have to run literally like six days a week and you have to get your miles in. So yeah. I think that's a very good point. And seeing it in my own run, you know, I think brings it to life a little bit more. Exactly. So back, back to the training when you obviously like you give, you give your plans in four week increments, like a month increment. Yes. And that you get to see it. So one thing that's different from you, you compared to, you know, like Hanson or, or, you know, any program out there is you can kind of see what your 16 week 
program is. But for you, it's customized and you see it in four week spurts. So I always look forward to getting my email with what's coming up on the docket and kind of looking through it and being like, that's going to be a hard day. That's going to be, I like that recovery day. I like how you call them glue miles. I think the way you word stuff has changed my mindset where it used to be like, oh, a slow day before I do my tempo run. Like, I'm just going to skip that. But the way you worded it, like, hey, this is a glue run. You need this because you need to kind of have something on your legs before you really go into it. Right. Like, there's a lot of education, even if I know that, like, that's probably in the back of your mind because you've been saying it for so long. But, like, I was learning that stuff, which cool. made me a better runner throughout this throughout this. So when you're kind of, like, putting a plan together for, for someone and everyone's kind of in a different different spot how do you kind of like approach tailoring things for people because like i know you have your own idea for how to write a plan so i would assume we're all it's all kind of the same but like obviously very different so what's like your approach to creating plans and and you brought up some good points too with like the hansons or whatever other programs you're following um they all work very well, um, but but the more specific they are tailored to your individual busy lives in in and out of running, um, that's that's like where I start. Like I'll gather up all your running stats and your PRs and how many days a week you run and stuff. But like as much of that that I want to know, it's like without getting too detailed. Like outside of that, how how is this all going to mash together with with running? for businesses and working 70 hours a week kind of thing. Um, It is all the same approach within a seven-day week or a four-day week or a two-day week for running, Um, meaning you need, again, this this is general and this is the same. You need your long Mm -hmm. run, you need your workout, um, but we're not thinking or having to guess or having to worry more than four weeks ahead. Like we know what's Mm. at the end of all this, hopefully a super fast marathon or 5k. Um, but we're like just living within the very week that you're in. So I try to be as, as wordy and as descriptive as I can, like within each of your runs and each of your weeks. So then you're not kind of looking four weeks down the road and worrying about something four weeks um, down the road. You know it's coming up, but you're just kind of being walked and baby stepped through like, oh, Alex, that was just a 50-mile week. How did that happen? And it was just mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, well, it's three glue runs. It's one uh, one super easy run. It's one, you know, medium workout kind of thing. Um, so it is like a, little, like a little present to get that four weeks because I hear that all the time. But like then you're not worried about like, well, what if this doesn't happen in week two? What do I do in week eight? And what do I do in week 13? That's all like Hanson's books kind of stuff where you have your 16 weeks. And it's just like, to me, that's over overwhelming. When I was training and, and getting coached and writing my own plans, it was like one week, here it is in front of me. I'm going to do this. And this is what that leads next to kind of thing. And I think it's just less yeah. overwhelming and you just cross it off and move you, you move on and and it is the same approach and same theory um but it's just nice. obviously it's molded to your busy lives and and in addition to that matt uh speaking of these training plans which alex has done it up to you like before you uh we have been doing just the regular training plans i did hansons once for my first marathon mm-hmm. and 
let's be honest, it's a book this thick. You're already training for a marathon. You you have a busy lifestyle. You're not going to be reading through the whole thing. And it has some nice, it has a chapter on nutrition. It has a chapter on um, stretches that you got to do before and after the race. What do most people do? They just run to the training plan section, right? And <laughs> right. what I like about what I like about your training plan methods uh, is that all the supplemental stuff that you have there. Like for example, um, since I started training with you, since the last training round, I have not gone out on a run without doing leg swings, both the yes. side ones and the front and yeah. back and yeah. the little hula hoop things and um, <laughs> yeah, whatever you call those and the little, the little calf um, stretches. So, can you see I, I Matt saying, "All right, Apostole, it's it's time to do your little calf stretches in the lake pool and thing before you go I'm out like for your run." Like him, like an eighth <laughs> But that's how I yeah, that's how I write it. So he's just saying yeah. how I write it. No, so. I know, I know, I know, I like oh, it. Well, that's awesome. That's how it stuck. That's how it, it got glued. No pun intended. So, uh, yeah, that's where I find the most value. And if anybody's mm-hmm. the, and the fact that we, you are paying something every month to get that which is not a lot of money i mean when you think about it when you break it down per week is it, it really you get it back and um the fact that you are paying makes you really read through that entire plan because it does. you know that is you know if you're just giving 20 bucks you're like ah whatever what is it five miles today okay i'll do that whereas you know you, you want to read the entire entire page page and a half sometimes and and one more thing because people are listening and we, I, we really encourage it, not just because you sponsored us, but because we truly believe in what you do. Um, I'm going to quote, uh, I think it was Stephanie McMahon. I don't watch WWE, but I don't know where I read about this. Uh, she said that, you know, anytime you're very good, just like Christina, for example, she ran a 308 marathon, which is insane. She's a mother of two, and she has Alex to deal with at home as well. And it's... You know, she uh, three oh eight is am- is amazing. But what Stephanie McMahon said is, when you hire a coach, when you're already doing fantastic in any domain, is when you see magic happen. So, I truly believe that if you, anybody out there that's already thinking they're Top Gun, go ahead. If John Dewitt is listening, hire Matt. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. There, there you go. I like it. I like it. All right. So let's talk a little bit about our training, like our training that you wrote for us. You can ask us questions. We'll ask you some questions and then we'll go into our rapid fire questions. So, yeah, fair enough. I guess I don't know where to start, but I was thinking I didn't really know where I was going to be when it came to marathon day because I didn't get as many long runs in as I thought I would. Knowing what you knew, because what I told you via email, um, and how my training went. What did you think? Did you kind of think, or did you like know where I was gonna, how I was gonna do, or what were your thoughts on that? So that that's, I mean, that's a good question because everybody's so different that way. Yeah, like and, some, and if like, you don't know, that's yeah, fine. like some people you, gotta have five twenty long runs, you know, before uh, before the marathon. But like with you, Alex, I thought that. And I don't want to say everyone, but almost every workout or every challenge day um, that you did, it was a significant piece to the training that like you did consistently. Like you had one of those every single week and you did most of them 
at the goals or faster. So then like you kind of start looking at that and say, well, is a super good challenge day married up with a 15 mile sauna run as good as a challenge day and a 22 mile run like somebody else is doing. And for you, I Mm -hmm. was very happy that you did the challenge days and I was very okay that you were not needing to do the 20 mile. I knew you didn't need the 20 milers. Like that's that's not, that's not everybody. Trust trust me. No, no. And that, and as a, this is like a novice marathon runner here. This is like my third one. To me, it's always like, okay, well the long runs dictate the marathon. And I was a little nervous. Like I didn't, I thought I would do like a, I thought there would be some walking, but a number one, I knew I could get to 20 miles, but I didn't know where that last 10 K was going to go. Right. Um, so I thought there would be some walking. So then I was like, it could be a 420. I, I, I don't know. It could be a four. I thought maybe a 410 on a good day. And we were pacing the first half at like a 159. So I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. this is pretty good. But man, we got a long ways to go and they should feel good. And then about mile 17, it was like, okay, it's starting to settle mm-hmm. in. But it could be worse. And then when we got to 20, because we did four like 6.5 mile yeah. loops, I was like, all right, if I can get to 23, I, that's like down the Oak Leaf Trail. That means all you got to do is come back and go through Estabrook Park and you can finish. And then we dropped like at mile 20 and mile 22, I did like 845s. So I was like, whoa, this is it. Like, we're going to bring it home. And then at 24, like, I think someone came out of the woods and punched <laughs> me in the face. And I hit the wall and I was like, okay, this is going to suck, but I can't walk. I was going to walk, but Christina, my wife, and our friend, friend of the pod, Patrick Beezer, like, basically kind of dragged me in. So I, I, was, I, I was surprised because I feel like I didn't – I trusted the plan and everything yeah. you did, but I feel like just because I didn't get the long runs in, I wasn't going to get there. But what I think it showed is that, like, I was there every week, you know, even yeah. though, like, I might have not got the long runs in. And that, like – I think those challenge days were it. Like, by doing those, because they were no joke. They're not, like – some other training programs I've done are like six mile challenge days. I mean, these were all like seven to 10, I think in yeah. total with warmups and cool downs. And I think that was definitely what helped because those were yeah. a, those were badass <laughs> and they were super fun. Cause like I told you every week, it was like, Hey, I've never done this type of workout before. <laughs> yeah. Like this was totally new. So in my mind, I was just trying to figure out how to get through the run instead of like knowing it's like a lot of like track, like typical track workouts where those like become mundane. You do a good job of mixing those right. up. So, right. Yeah. No. And, and Alex, like you, you stacked up all of those workouts. So those like, like even mentally and confidence wise, like go a long way compared to one 22 mile long run. Like I'll stand by that forever, for anybody, yeah, I, you know, so I, I'm a believer in, in that now. So now like, I feel like I've broken this barrier for myself for now moving forward. If I do marathons, like, okay, I can at least do a marathon knowing, like, if I don't get a ton of long run in, right. long runs in. But it also, like, I think my PR is, like, 154 adjusted for the short course <clears throat> at, at the Milwaukee Marathon. But it's like, hey, I was not that far off. Right. Like, it is a, it is far off, but it's really not that far off. So yeah. it's like, if you can, I'm looking forward to stringing some long runs together in the next training program right. and really crushing, crushing my next marathon. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. I love. Uh, so, what uh, what other questions do you have for us? Or like, what questions do you have for runner? You're you're like runners that you don't really get to ask because like they're your clients. Yeah, that's um, 
Because like I like said, what did- I, I, half the time I'm, I'm see, I'll, I'll get the running updates like when things are going well. Um, usually, and those will come right away in the morning, but otherwise I have to pry, pry those out. Um, or with Apostolic, <laughs> oh, I'm like, where the, hell, where the hell are you? What are, what are you doing? Um, but um, No news is bad news. I totally didn't email you one week, and I was like, man, I can't. I can't. I don't, I, what a miserable week. But I, I should have just said, hey, I had a terrible week. Here's what happened yeah. so you could see it. But I, I just like didn't respond for a few days and it's so that's what you can get away with but at the same time like you know the tricks you're the teacher you know how it goes yeah no and 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 i think i think from from both of your perspective um like i'd love to hear how scared you your your mindset when you see the challenge days and you compartmentalize it and then how you actually carry that out because epistoli said it it's like sometimes it's like a page long and explaining it so like right there is like what what am i doing here kind of thing and i just always wonder how people handle that and Mm. do it well as compared to like Yasso 800s that everybody knows or everybody knows this workout kind of thing like how do you actually put yourself out there and 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 put yourself into that situation and actually do it well when it's so new Hmm. and there's and a lot of times there's a lot of thinking involved which 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 helps a lot i've mentioned this on the podcast before i don't know if i told you matt but it helps that some some of the runs you actually have to do some math in your head to figure out yeah. like tomorrow, for example, I got to do that six minute, five forty, uh, workout. Oh, yeah. that, yes. that, and so I got to do some <laughs> mental math and it helps because during the race, I typically have a strategy. I know that the first six miles, I'm going to run that and I'm going to refuel at this mile, that mile, and yeah. I'm going to drink water over there. Uh, I tend to forget easily. And I think that you're also training our mind to keep track of things and kind of remember, am I at the third uh, repeat of this? Uh, right. Or it's which which hill workout, you know, which hill am I at, uh, et cetera. So yeah, yeah that, that's a, is that part you, of the, is that part that, of the that, idea as well? That is part, like my runners are hopefully the smartest runners out there. Like they may not be 100 mile a week runners, but they're the smartest. So what you just said there, you need to come and tell my high school girls that, Apostoli, because like they don't buy into it as well as you do. So, Well, well good uh, news is this is a public <laughs> podcast. So just uh, send, send them the link. Yeah, Make it, make it a mandatory listen. Yeah, I think you. going off of that, I kind of said this, but when I would read your challenge days, because like – you guys just said there's sometimes there's some math to it or like it's not yes so 800 so you have to like figure it out because you're like walk you actually like you recommended a lot of walking between breaks which like isn't i feel like common when you're like doing track workouts you, you should maybe jog but like i would walk and it was great but then it was kind of like you'd have to adjust but anyway so i would usually read through it like a day before and just like read through it and just let it like kind of you know, marinate in my head. And then the night before I would like jump back in and then like start figuring out in detail and like planning it and not, and planning it out where you actually have to think about it in your head. Like you have to like do the math. You have to figure out when you're going to turn around. I always like ran on the same spot, which you recommended doing. So then I kind of knew where points were along the way of, of 
depending on the workout. So I think, I think that was great. And the mental part about it is one thing you always say is don't look at your watch a million times, go by feel. And I'm like, well, why? I can just look at my watch. It's fine. Like I'll just look at my watch. But what that did, I can see on marathon day is it let me kind of just run the race by having a better feel for my own running. Like, okay, hey, I think we're going a little too fast. Oh, yep, I look, okay, we are going a little fast. Let's slow it down. So it helps you kind of build that running clock in your mind Yeah. where I think a lot of runners lack. I know we talk about it on the show. I do not have that. So I think this uh, training program helped a lot cool. starting to build that base of that. Cool, cool. Did either of you dudes listen to music when you run? Do you Never. do that? Never? I don't. Never? I, I think Alex might have gotten into it a couple of times on some podcasts. Podcasts, yeah. yeah. I Slow runs, I'll usually do podcasts. Yeah. So like glue days or long runs are podcasts, but like challenge days are some music. Yeah. Um, sometimes no music. I'm not like a, I don't do it or I do it. It's literally how I feel that day. So if today's like I want to be educated, I'll do a track workout and listen to a podcast. Or, you know, it just kind of depends how I feel. So yeah. I'm all over the place. Yeah. Part of me feels like it's it's my alone time. It's kind of like meditation and yeah. clears out a lot of the thoughts in my head. Um, and I don't want anybody in, intruding. But what do, what do you think? What What is your stance on that? I, I Well, you guys remember like cassette, portable cassette player things or the <laughs> I'd have one of yeah. those in my hand, you know, up until it became a CD player that didn't skip. Oh. Uh, so I was, I was always the weird one on the, on the Oak Leaf or, or Hart Park with, with that crap, you know what I mean? So, so like, that's why Mm -hmm. I always ask people, they're like, oh, you were kind of fast and you, you had a cassette player running around the track. Oh, well, you know, it's just one of those, it's just one of those things that I, uh, I, 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 it helped me. I don't know if it helped me focus more because you're kind you, the music is going, but you're, you're not, you're still focusing on the workout. So it, uh, I don't know what it did, but I thought it pumped me up to a little bit because well, I, I did all my I running did. alone. So, mm. uh, Kind of and and yeah, how many helps. cassettes did you bring out on a long run? Like, let's say it was three <laughs> yeah. hours. Did you, was it on repeat? <laughs> right. They were well, only you, ninety. You, they were only ninety minutes. I had to throw it out like, after or, or flip it over and listen flip, to the same mixtape. That's so funny. God, I tell you what, days. listen, listening to music though, like on a on a workout, gets you so pumped. Yes. Like it gets you so pumped when you're like, I got this last half mile and this mile repeat, and then you just throw on whatever song that gets you going, yeah. and it just like yeah, I, amps you up. But at the same time, people, if there's one thing in running that you ask a runner, do you use headphones or not? People like actually like have a very strong opinion on it. Like no way. Yep no way or like yeah it's the only the way i run yeah so it's, it's pretty funny that that question seems to be divisive amongst runners yeah i uh, i have this girl this weekend high school runner who is going to try to you know she's cross country and she's going to try to qualify for the state meet so i was like asking her what her last four pump up songs are during her warm-up kind of thing so like for me it's like important like alex said like hey that's pumping me up uh so i had to know you know i, I wanted her to put four good songs. i don't know what they're going to be as she's it's high school so some probably some not rock music, but, uh, but I'm, you know, I'm hoping that it's something good. Cause I'm like, we need a little bit of an edge. You're an underdog today. But, uh, so I, I'm all for the, you know, the iPod shuffle and the cassette players and stuff, but I'm, I'm the iPod shuffle. Yeah, the iPod but, shuffle is actually like the perfect running tool because it is so small yep. and it can clip yeah. onto your belt, yep. but it's not like a thing. I have to haul around this huge iPhone 11 that barely fits in my flip belt. All right, speaking of pump-up songs, let's jump into our rapid-fire questions here to mm-hmm. round out the show. 
Are you ready, Matt? I'm ready. Okay. What is your favorite route to run in Milwaukee? It, see, it's it's boring, but oh, rapid fire, uh, Hart Park. Oh, you can we can we can Hart Park, Hart, Hart Park to Hanson and 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 back. It's it's on the uh, it's just on the Parkway there. It's 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 not even that it's not even that um, like challenging. It's flat and fast. That's why I like it. Nice. Where what is Hanson? I don't even know. Um, that is I know Hart Park. That um, I'd say how is that five mile five miles down maybe? Um, Hanson Golf Course. It's just past Highway Hundred. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah. So. Well, I like I like that area. I don't run a lot over there. Usually the Hartfest Half Marathon. Yeah. gets me over there and that's, some sort of five k in the park. But that's great. Okay, yeah. if you could bring one person to Milwaukee to run with you, who would it be? Ah, uh, man, like I'm old school, so I'd say Frank Shorter, but he, he still runs a little bit yet, but, uh, I should probably say somebody fast, like, uh, well, Ryan Hall, when he's not lifting weights, I loved, uh, Ryan Hall, <laughs> uh, but, but I'm sure he's fast now too, but, um, just, just people, I, I look back at the old school people like Frank Shorter, like he, he got us going with this really. He, he started the boom. So I, I, lo- I love him. It's actually cool. We had Richard Dodd on the show earlier yeah. this year, and he like knows every running story and how it's just how cool the Milwaukee race scene was back in the day when all those guys would come and yeah. race like the Cudahy Classic. It's like that's so yeah. cool. That's so cool. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people know that. Yeah. All right. So pump this. We asked this question. What is your favorite pre-race pump-up song? Uh, it's nice because it's eight minutes long, but like Metallica, Master of Puppets, that that gets you through mm. easily, like a almost two, uh, you know, over a mile for your warm up, and it gets you right up, uh, right up to you know pretty close to race time. Nice. Oh, that's a good one. Thanks. Uh, uh, right. Somebody else has had answered Sandman. Enter Sandman. Oh. Yep. Before, good. but good. we do this thing. I do this thing. There's nobody asked to do this thing, but I do it. It is. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna um, edit I edit the intro song according to the answer to this question. So stay tuned. We're gonna try to I, replicate the master of puppets sound. All right. But if you're if you're listening to this pod, you've already, already. heard the master of puppets sound. And maybe you guessed because it because you. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. One. Okay. What is? Oh, Apostoli added some different questions this week, so I'm uh, thrown off right now. Well, wow. is it is it the book question? Well, a few weeks ago we no. had Jeremy. 40. No, no, it's oh, no, no. it's not. Okay, let's hold off. Okay, uh, okay. What's one we'll piece of advice you want to give to new runners? Hmm. Ooh, that's a that's a tricky one. Um, I would say first enjoy running, then go buy a running watch. Just get your butt out the door and run without a watch. Then go go gps crazy or app crazy i like that i i'm i like that answer because that makes sense that's like the same concept we started the show with where you don't need a logo or a name <laughs> just like start coaching <laughs> just go <laughs> yeah okay all right apostoli ask your question your rapid oh, fire book question well we were supposed to not answer not ask this question but because we accidentally left it in the show notes from two weeks ago when we did a show with I mentioned him already Jeremy Foyet he had books in the back he had a bookcase in the back and said well we only asked that question about books look at all because, those books I see on Matt because, because he had books <laughs> but you have more books 
So we have to ask this question. Now, we asked the question about what, what are your favorite business books that, to Jeremy, but to you, I would ask you, what, are there any books that about running or that have inspired or improved your running that you would like to plug? That's a, that's a goodie. Um, I have like a hundred books in there, but like the one that I like the most, and I think it might be out of print now, but it's called Running with the Buffaloes. And it followed this uh, the University of Colorado cross country team through all this drama, and I think one of their teammates passed away, and all this stuff. And and and, and they trained uh, some some guy wrote about it every single day of the cross country season, and it just so happened at the end of the cross country season they won the NCAA title. But it was really cool, kind of seeing the behind the scenes stuff um, of a pretty elite college program with all this drama and 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 the new recruit coming in and kicking out the older kids and all those things um, and it kind of gave you what they were doing in terms of workouts but then it was like all of the outside mental stuff that a college athlete uh, runner um, you know dealt with and it was called running with the buffaloes and and I read it like four times and then I lent it out and now I want it back again and I, and I have <laughs> not, I, I, I can't find the damn thing um, but but that was a good uh, because it was it was and it was the same like I run my business like 50% of this stuff is mental 50% is like the X's and O's of training that's what that book gave me a really good idea of and and I, I bet that book is like 20 years old now but uh, pretty cool pretty cool read nice I like that. I'm going to have to check that out. Um, okay. So, Matt, this has been awesome. And I'm glad we finally got to do this episode. It's like we had to train for 16 weeks and then take a time off and then <laughs> had to bring you on so we were ready to do this. So it's been great. Before we go, where can people find out more about Thunderdome Running? So you can go to www.thunderdomerunning.com. There is... You'll see lots of uh, a lot of the people that I work with and um, what we actually do here at Thunderdome Running. And if you want more information on it, there's a little client survey uh, reach out sheet on there that you can just shoot an email to me uh, and and see what we can do. See what you want to do, where we can go, um, and and like these guys have done and said, like it's uh, it's challenging, but hopefully it's entertaining too and fun at the same time. So it'd be uh, and. It's winter now, so you got to get your butt out the door. So now's when I get a lot of new clients. So come, come see me. So if you're thinking about going with Matt or a running coach for your first time, don't worry. Everyone else is doing it. We just did it. It was great. And if you do go to Matt, let him know that the boys from Cream City Pacers sent you. I miss doing our weekly our weekly plugs for you. I had a good time doing that. So we'll have to do it. We'll have to do this again once, like uh, maybe for the spring marathon, cool. if there are marathons. Cool. Oh, man. Yeah. Bring back races. Yeah. Matt. Awesome. Why? This is awesome. I, I had a fun time here, you guys. My this is my first ever podcast, so thanks for being yes! thanks for being easy on me. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> well, this was great. It's this good. was great. So Matt, we appreciate it. You enjoy the rest of your week and we'll talk to you soon. You too, guys, too. Nice talking. Thank you. Oh, that was so fun to catch up with Matt. I feel like I've like We've just known each other through texting or through emailing. I know you text him. Uh, so it was great to uh, be able to talk to him for what did we, we talked for a while. That was great. Um, yeah, that was man, great. And, that's um, awesome. He, he was, yeah, the, we, we, we did this again. We talked to three of us when we discussed him sponsoring the show. And the chemistry was, chemistry was great. And I 
I was looking forward to this one for a while now. Yeah, it was cool Thanks, to Matt. hear about like the failures uh, and just like how you were handling yours, how he sees it with, you know, different ages and then kind of talking about how like his elite runners are just like in that next tier. And I guess Christine is in the next tier now. So I just, that's awesome. That was cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so after we'll like talking here for, for what? An yeah, hour and 20 minutes? Soli's like, this is Very our funny. longest episode in months. Like we're done talking here. Let's get that's out of here. Great. Okay, fine. A lot of substance. A lot of Review substance. Us. It was great. You guys can we are remind everybody? Can we remind everybody to do a few things? Yeah, Go online, oh. leave us a five-star review on Spotify, on iTunes. iTunes, iTunes yeah. five-star review. And you can also, you know, we, we post some things on social. Uh, the more you share, the more Facebook's algorithm gets tricked into thinking that we're hot stuff. So we are hot stuff in your heart. We want you to actually share and comment on what we put out. So we... Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. That was, yeah, I'm inspired. I'm going to go leave a five-star review right now. I think all our five-star reviews are just me leaving five-star reviews on different computers I find around the house. Like, oh, look at this. iPad hasn't given a five-star review yet to the show. I'm just no, kidding. that's not That's not true. <laughs> I'm just it's, it's a bunch of it. It's about 50, 50 different five-star reviews and one one-star you live and die by reviews because of the restaurant because of your restaurant as always you guys are amazing thank you for listening like Apostoli said go leave some reviews go follow us go share our stuff and uh, until next Friday keep on running <laughs>